0: Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Sit First World Podcast. Uh, We wanted to just really quickly add this intro um, right in front of our newest episode just because we wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update.
1: Yeah, we recorded this a couple of weeks ago before kind of everything that's going down in the U.S., especially uh, California. We're on lockdown and so I don't think we even bring it up in the episode, but that we is don't. why this this, is, this happened before any of this yeah. came to our
0: area. So it, hap- it definitely happened. We were getting some trickle down when yeah. we were recording, but I mean, yeah. we didn't even think the schools were going to close yet.
1: Yeah. Life is completely different than it was a couple weeks ago, but we just wanted to uh, check in, let you guys know um, we are not ignoring it. <laughs> We just, we had no idea back then, so. Yeah. Um, We are still going to try to put out some episodes for you guys. We are recording um, remotely, practicing social distancing. Yes. And, um which is why the
0: sound quality may be different. but Yeah, so watch out for that over the next month or so because we'll, we're going to try to record episodes this way so that we can stay on our own houses um, so yes. that sound quality might reflect a little bit. But we just still want to off. give you guys that content.
1: Yeah, I think we all could use a break every once in a while. So, yeah, um, we hope so, you guys enjoy. And just and, um, stay home, please. Practice self-care. If you much as you possibly can please. yeah we
0: know some of you have to leave your homes nurses other caregivers emergency service personnel thank you so much for everything you're doing yeah,
1: truck drivers people working in grocery stores fast food it's like crazy how many people still have to go to work and we, and, appreciate uh, we you. salute you oh my goodness um but yeah so anyone who can please try to practice as much self-isolation as you can it'll just help tremendously Yes, please. Um, but anyway, uh, enjoyed the episode. Yes, and uh, and look out for future episodes. And you know, always check in with us if you DM us, if you have any questions, comments, or you just need someone to talk to during all this crazy time. Yeah, uh, we're always there. Yeah, we're gonna get through this together.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So now here's a little bit of uh, maybe fake, maybe
1: real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Do we get to the bottom of it? Do we solve it? <laughs> Listen, we solve find Bigfoot? out. <laughs> we solved it. Solved it. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye.
2: Hi. Hello. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I'm James. I'm Jess. Welcome. The This is Sit First Bell podcast, right? Is that it what is. we're doing? That's uh-huh. <laughs> who we are. That's, That's what us. we do. Um, today. So excited. We're um, having a little cryptid episode. You probably already saw, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about probably the most famous cryptid of all time. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. uh, Bigfoot. 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 Sasquatch. Yes. Sasquatch, Yeti, (laughs) the wild man. Um, It's so cool. I'm just going to go. I mean... You guys know us. We're going... You know, we're not taking a deep, deep, deep dive here. No. We're just talking a little bit about the history. Just getting to know him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just get to know where the terms came from. Do and then we're going to have um, a few stories yes. at the end. Yes, yes, yes. Do you believe in Bigfoot? I do. I, I do, I do yeah, too. Yeah, I do, for yeah. sure. Um, I don't know just, what...
0: I believe... He is. He or she is. They are. They are. But I believe... It is a thing. Yes, yes. I
2: agree. And um, at the end, a little bit, we talk about we can talk about like the uh, some possible explanations for theories for
0: Bigfoot. Excellent.
2: So before we begin, I got most of this information from history. dot com and of course Wikipedia. com. hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and yeah, like I said, th- I mean, in doing this research there wasn't really a lot to dive into no um bigfoot kind of didn't become a huge phenomenon until like the middle of last century yeah so um before that well let's just go let's just jump into it just jump in so stories of a wild man quote-unquote creature um that appears to be half man and half ape has existed all, all over the world for centuries with antarctica being the only continent without stories of a bigfoot makes sense yeah because i mean nothing lives there
0: the penguins are there I, have we had this conversation before i f- don't know on both counts <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not a someone will tell us
2: geographer yeah geographer yeah, that's right. Something? Yeah, <laughs> Um So, um, so like it says here, all over the world, people have their own, every culture has their own sort of story of a wild man. Yeah. But for our purposes, we're going to be talking about um, North American, the North American Bigfoot. Yeah. More specifically, the North Pacific Northwest. Excellent. So, that's kind of like where we are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he said to be between also I'm going to say he because that's what all accounts have talked about. A he and I'm sure some are yeah. male, some are female. And, yeah. But, you know, semantics sake, we're just going to say he. Um, He's said to be between six and eight feet tall with either brown, red or white fur. hmm. And with a caveman-like face and head shape, so like very uh, protruding brow, yeah, uh, little eyes, uh-huh. you know, kind of like that. You know what a caveman looks yeah. like, like big, yeah. the head, wide mouth, wide mouth, yeah. yeah. Um, he is his f- big feet are said to reach up to two feet in length and always have five toes. Damn! So there are accounts of. Big footprints being um, taken with claws, some without claws, Mm. um, some a little bit smaller, but I think they've only gone up to two feet, which is a lot. That's big. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think, I don't know how shoe sizes work, but that would be like (laughs) pretty big. (laughs) It's quite large. Quite large. So the Native Americans told stories of a wild man to the settlers um, with stories ranging from harmless Creatures who would just steal fish from the fishermen. They would Uh just come and steal their fish and then run away to full-blown murderous monsters. Mm -hmm. So depending on, and it really depended on the region and even depended on tribe to tribe. Like it was just whatever that tribe happened to encounter. Yeah. That was their legend. Okay. And, um, you could, you could just, you know, go from one tribe and to the next tribe over. They have yeah. a totally different story. Oh. So just like, yeah. yeah, maybe just they caught him on a bad day that day. <laughs> so, or
0: it's a group and yeah. different individuals. Right. Yeah, hmm. true.
2: So, um, but the one thing all the stories had in common was the physical description and the fact that they all said that the creatures that they saw or encountered lived high up in the mountains. So that, was, that makes sense. Yeah. That was kind of the one thing that was like the through line. So then that's what led, you know, uh colonizers to believe like oh this is probably the same type of species type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, fast forward all the way to 1920. This is where we start to get more um written down uh accounts, accounts yeah. of the Bigfoot. Yeah. In 1920, J.W. Burns um, coined the term Sasquatch. Now, huh. he got this term from the, um, and I'm going to butcher this, Heiko people. Okay. And they used the term Sasquets, uh-huh, And he, in turn, turned it into the word Sasquatch. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he did that um, when he was writing he was writing sort of like a series of local legends, like yeah. going around and interviewing people mm-hmm. in a in a in the Canadian like uh, like right above like Washington yeah. area, yeah, for a Canadian newspaper. Then, in 1958, uh, a man named Gerald Crewe found a set of footprints believed. That he believed belonged to the creature at a construction site. Oh. So he got like a bunch of the guys he was working with, yeah. and he got them, this was in California, mm-hmm. and he got them to take a set, uh, take a. What like a like a uh, what's it called
0: i know exactly what you're <laughs> talking funny. about <laughs> <laughs> a cast yeah is that
2: right yes 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 a cast of the footprints and a plaster see it says right here a plaster cast i wrote it down and i didn't read it it's fine of the prints and uh the legend of bigfoot like kicked off so this okay. is 1958 nice nice so um the humboldt times so this is northern california
0: yes so this is like
2: almost near it's the border al- it's like the of top. Oregon yeah
0: So Bolt County uh ends with um I believe Arcata or Crescent City and that is about an hour from the Oregon border yeah, yeah. so very yeah. very high up there it's very uh, a lot of mountains
2: a lot yes. of like trees a lot of nature Gorgeous. I yes. lived there for
0: three years yeah you
2: did Uh, The Humboldt Times published the story and it was later picked up by the Associated Press and that's when it gained international attention. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, that all sounds good, but after the death of Ray Wallace, who was the brother of the construction site Foreman died, Uh he kind of, um, on his deathbed, revealed that it was a hoax and that he was the one who was in charge of making the footprints for other people to find so it was also said that the editor of the Humboldt times was in on it because he wanted to sell newspapers yeah makes sense yeah so um even though it was a hoax it didn't stop the interest in the creature and 1958 brought the first bigfoot hunters to the pacific northwest okay so these people call themselves bigfoot hunters but a lot of times they're not like actually hunters most people Who call themselves Bigfoot hunters Mm -hmm. are not really like looking to kill. No, they're just looking for evidence. Scientists or even just curious people, yeah, who are looking for evidence. Like uh, ghost hunters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this brings us. Excuse me. This brings us to the infamous 1967 Patterson Gimlin film. Mm. So, we've all seen this footage. Mm-hmm. It's uh, taken near a creek and it's real shaky, yeah. and you see a creature off in the distance and you, it's got real long arms and it turns back and you see Bigfoot. Yes. So, this took place out alongside Bluff Creek about 25 miles northwest of Orleans, California, which is about 40 miles south of the Oregon state line. Yes. So, real close to Oregon. Yes. The filmmakers were Rod- Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin and they shot the footage while they were shooting uh, like a mockumentary docudrama kind of thing about cowboys huh. and um, they were kind of like scouting locations and they were yeah. on horseback and they were just walking through uh, the area when one of their, I think it was Patterson's horse, yeah, Patterson's horse reared in fear because he could sense the creature. Yeah. And so as soon as that happened, they looked across and they saw the creature kind of like kneeling near the creek, either like getting something or using the bathroom or whatever. And they said, uh, Patterson said when that happened, he spent about 20 seconds trying to get his horse under control. Yeah. Then he got off the horse, he grabbed his camera, and he ran after the creature oh. to, to try to get it on yeah. camera. And uh, the creature is seen walking away from the pair alongside the creek, and he's estimated to be between 6'6 six, six and 7'6. Oh. So very tall. Very tall. Even for a human, like oh, that's yeah, very tall. Very The footage is very shaky while Patterson runs after the creature until he gets to be about 80 feet from it Mm -hmm. and then it does the infamous glance back towards the filmmakers. There's a lot of uh, it's kind of funny like reading about the film itself uh-huh. some people are like oh it looks back in disgust like looking at you like <laughs> how dare you or some people are like oh it's just curious or some people are like yeah. oh it's scared like it's running away maybe it, some people say it's female because you can maybe see breasts or yeah. some people are saying oh it's male it's so big and may, oh maybe there were you know uh, baby big feet around and yeah. that's why they ran off so quickly or whatever hmm. some people think it's a hoax Yeah. A lot of people think it's a hoax, um, but they there has been a lot of uh, scrutiny of the film. Yeah. And a lot of people have said the way it walks Uh um, is kind of impossible for a human. Oh, like the the gait of it and also the height of it. Yeah. And because um, they did when they were making the cowboy movie, they had a lot of volunteers and they had a lot of people on the movie itself yeah and they're like well they're filmmakers they could have made it you know they could have made a costume and had somebody just get in it but um they were they couldn't account for the height of it mostly yeah because nobody on their crew was seven feet tall yeah but you never know yeah a lot of people do claim that it's a hoax that's like the number one claim of people yeah of course kind of too good to be true yeah but both Patterson and Gimlin attained the authenticity of the film until their deaths. They never. No. Oh. They both. And uh, Gimlin, who was not the one who had the camera, he also said he saw the creature as well. Yeah. And Patterson was kind of not the most... Uh, upright citizen yeah so people were like oh he's a liar blah 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 but gimlin was you know a pretty you know nice normal dude yeah he even up to his death was like no we saw what we saw oh that's pretty cool though yeah i believe him i believe him too i want to believe (laughs) (laughs) so like i said the most common explanation for bigfoot sightings has been people playing pranks Mm -hmm. or even misidentifying animals there have been instances of people who claim to have um pictures of bigfoot and mm-hmm. usually it's like those motion capture they keep them in the the forest and then they yeah. go back and get the camera later a lot of the times it's like oh look at this foot you know that i saw yeah. They're like well that's a bear yeah you know, like oh that's a, just a strange a strange frame of a bear walking by and it, yeah. you know it looks weird but um that doesn't stop people no from believing and there have been a lot of instances of people being caught in their hoaxing yeah like there was once um I should have wrote it down but I didn't there was like a $50,000 reward that someone put out to like to bring in a Bigfoot corpse yeah and someone was like I have a Bigfoot corpse and they they like had the audacity to like Put this thing in the back of its car and like put it on ice and take it to go get a- on this on th- uh, authenticated yeah and they were like this is a rubber suit guys like what are you <laughs> doing like, like they took it that far and oh, it was like man. literally like a costume that's funny but yeah i mean people will do anything for money of course so um a lot of the questions people ask Skeptics mostly about Bigfoot are um, why haven't there been more sightings? Yeah. Why haven't more people Good question. seen them? Yeah. Or are there even enough of the species to maintain a stable population? Yeah. Because if you're only seeing one every dozen years or so, yes. You know, how are they procreating? And um, skeptics also pose the question why has a Bigfoot corpse never been found?
0: That's another good question. Bones, a body, Mm -hmm. anything
2: like that. So, do the creatures have extraordinarily long lives? And maybe that's why we haven't found a Bigfoot body. Could be. Um, Are they aliens? Could be. Who only make occasional visits to us and we just happen to see them? Uh Uh-huh. This is my favorite. Are they aliens? interdimensional beings who spend very little time in our dimension could also be which I heard that one for the first time like last year and I was like yeah that's the one I believe <laughs> <laughs> I like it I think it's so fun to I don't know to just see uh, hear the different reasons why people believe I what know. they believe so, these are the questions that may never be answered, but the interest in Bigfoot doesn't seem to be fading anytime soon. No, if no, anything, no, I no. think uh, more people are interested. Oh, yeah. And I think it's really interesting to see the people's different explanations. Yeah. All right.
0: I like the interdimensional kind of like travel. Yeah. Um, just because there's been some science that's been coming out. Um, about likelihoods of parallel universe or right. things um where we could just be in one of the realm, like yeah I of guess the like we could infinite amount and there might be doorways or little pathways that people in other ones know about and use yeah and
2: which and I think the interdimensional one solves a lot of the issues
0: of it like does. why aren't there more
2: well maybe we're just seeing mm-hmm. their, it's like their version of like an astronaut it solves like, a
0: lot of things yes yeah. actually and it's just really interesting to see if that science is gonna like really delve deeper or be yeah. funded or whatever yeah um but then at the same time like the other half of me just really holds on to it being kind of like this creature that has ev- like evolved or mm. whatever and then maybe is dying out and there were more right. before american colonization right um before like span the spaniards came over um yeah. things like that and then I mean I will say
2: I spent a lot of my childhood in the forest my dad was a forest ranger mm-hmm. I was up there every other if not every weekend yeah and there are creatures up there that you know exist oh, and yeah. i in my you know 15 years i spent in and out of the forest mm-hmm. i saw a bear twice yeah exactly like i saw so, deer you know a handful of times yeah. i saw a mountain lion once you know yes. so i think the the forest is just I mean they're it's so big. they can and they're so adapted to staying hidden
0: oh yeah you know, they like, know
2: what to do they're not yeah, dumb they're not dumb <sighs> no. yeah so i think there, there's a lot of simple explanations for yeah. if they're not interdimensional beings why we don't see them especially if you yeah. live high up in the mountains where mm-hmm. nobody is most of the and time
0: there's a lot of um canadian and alaskan wilderness that is uninhabitable. it's uninhabitable, yeah. We can't reach it, we yeah. can't explore it. Um, and there's just, I know, yeah, like Canada is like, yeah, it's like technically a desert, right? Because it's like the tundra, there's, yeah, yeah. And so, even though it's snowy, and yeah, it's a cold desert, yeah. But, um, so, I mean, there's a huge likelihood that if these creatures were here, and as uh, humanity encroached more uh-huh. and more they just adapted they adapted and they went further and further yeah. into territory that is not being visited yeah it's which totally makes sense likely. yeah so i mean yeah, well, yeah. who knows well, and then it could be that they just just like other animals that they just might not be around anymore yeah true yeah, yeah i
2: don't uh well i have a couple of stories that are fairly uh modern so we'll see you know yeah um, so, really quickly, I wanted to talk about Native American origins because yes. that's where these sorts of stories came from. That's where, like the the settlers, colonizers, got these stories from. So, um, like we said before, most most cultures have accounts of a human like giant in their history. Each language has its own name, uh, with most meaning something along the lines of wild man or hairy man. Okay. So, members of the Lumi tell tales of a benign creature called Se Emequis. Se Emequis. It's their local version of the okay. Bigfoot. And yeah, they said he was sort of that, like how we talked about. He just came, if he came around, he maybe stole some fish and he, yeah. you know, he was kind of just kept to himself, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, I didn't get the name of the tribe. Um, other Native Americans spoke about the Skookums, which were cannibalistic wild men, and they oh. lived at the peak of Mount St. Helens. Interesting. So they were kind of a little rougher. Yeah. You just kind of kept away from them. Less menacing versions were recorded by a Protestant mil- military. <laughs> Let me try that again. Less menacing versions of the wild man were recorded by a Protestant missionary called uh, Elkana Walker. I don't know how to say his first name. Elkanah, Alkanah. A-L-K-A-N-A-H. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote stories of giants living near Native Americans around nearby mountains. So he okay. said he saw them. Yeah. And that Native American tribes said, "Oh yeah, that's the wild man. He just yeah. stays over there." Um. So, as it's it's like it started from as soon as settlers got here yeah the they told stories account, they told accounts yeah. of their their wild men either whether they were benign or murderous yeah. you know it could even be like a warning like stay away from the mountains there's the wild man in yeah. there or like oh yeah that's like that's our guy he just comes around every once in a while yeah but that's been you know when did that happen Seventeen hundreds, 1400s yeah like i don't know why i said seventeen hundreds. 1400 so that's hundreds and hundreds it of was, years
0: what's that Fourteen hundred ninety-two. I mean, he's an asshole, but Columbus. Fourteen hundred ninety-two. Columbus, Columbus
2: the ocean blue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So maybe fifteen hundreds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's hundreds of years, hundreds. and and Native Americans, Indigenous people, have been here for thousands of thousands years. So, so of it's, years. it's like who knows how many. Accounts we never even got to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this brings us to Bigfoot sightings. Yes. So Bigfoot has become a pop culture phenomenon and uh, sightings have spread all throughout the world, whether it's a Yeti or a Sasquatch or Uh a Bigfoot or any number of names that different cultures give to them. There's a book um, by Janet and Colin board called Bigfoot case book and they went around um, the United States and documented sightings from 1818 to 1980. Oh wow. And listed over a thousand sightings during that time. That's cool. Sightings reached their peak in the 1970s and it is one of the most popular examples of a cryptid in American culture. Yeah. Um, an Associated Press uh, poll from 2014 showed that more Americans, this is kind of sad, more <laughs> Americans <laughs> believed in Bigfoot than the Big Bang Theory. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we are a really big Christian-based society that's over true. here. So, oh, <laughs> that's true.
2: So, that's just a little bit about the Bigfoot, um, Sasquatch, wild man, whatever you want to call him. But um, we thought it would be pretty cool to, like, have some stories so um i have a story from a friend of mine uh his dad actually so this is kind of like a second hand account by proxy yeah yeah first hand account by proxy and um it's a pretty short story but i just wanted to read it real quick because i thought it was kind of interesting and this so i've i know his dad and he is not he is a. he's a facts man yeah he's not uh woo woo he's not into (laughs) the magic and he's not into i've never heard him say anything about
0: supernatural
2: supernatural or good luck or bad luck or superstition he is not he's like a very straightforward man um almost like super serious um so Coming, having an account from someone like him, I think Mm -hmm. means a lot. Interesting. Okay. So the way he remembers it, um, him and a buddy were camping out by Mount Whitney. Uh Uh-huh. And um, in the middle of the night, he said that all night they had been kind of hearing things off in the distance, like howlings and noises. And, but you know, that's normal for being out in the wilderness. And they said they went to bed, slept in the same tent. And in the middle of the night, they both woke up because they heard something walking around the tent. Okay. And they could he said by the way it was walking you could tell it was on two feet. Yeah. But it was very heavy, very heavy footsteps. He said he heard it walk around walk around the campsite and as it was walking around the campsite it eventually made its way to like walking around at the tent, mm-hmm. and then it made its way to the front of the tent, and he heard the zipper open Yuck. on his tent. And oh, eleven, eleven, thing. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it was really dark because uh-huh. uh, obviously it was nighttime and they were in the middle of nowhere but he could see there was enough light coming from like the moon and then the stars yeah. that he could see the silhouette of whatever it was. And mm-hmm. he said he could tell whatever it was, was like hunching over pretty far uh-huh. and to like stick it. Cause it, it opened the tent enough to stick its head in. Yeah. And he said that, uh, he couldn't see the face, but he could see the silhouette. So yeah. he said it was like it was either he said it was either like a really unkempt like hippie with like really <laughs> long like shaggy hair, or it was Bigfoot. But he said as soon as the thing saw that he was awake, yeah, it took off and it ran away, and that he. Um that it pulled its head out and it ran away, and then it took off running, but the s- footsteps were very heavy. interesting. he said the next morning when they went to go check it out, mm-hmm. they could see kind of some footprints, and yeah. that the footprints were large, mm-hmm. and that like the like the stride, stride. Mm-hmm. of it was too big for like a like a normal sized human man to uh, to run huh. so um yeah that's that's the only account that i know of even like secondhand Mm -hmm. but i know you have an um like a couple of things
0: i do i do um so this is an account from a forester i know quite well certain (laughs) forest man certain forest man (laughs) um he does want to make clear that he is not a bigfoot expert um and but he spends a lot of time in the forest he sp- spends a significant amount of time in the forest and has through his career um and he doesn't really know if he's like a super believer but i think he is yeah. um and so these are just a few of um his personal experiences as well as those of uh, other crew mates of his oh, okay. um, cool. over the six years that he worked in the forest So his first job, uh, he lived and worked as a campground manager uh, in Northern California in that Humboldt County Mm -hmm. um, in a city called Willow Creek. And if that's exactly basically around the area where that Gimlin Patterson film was made. Right. And so um, in this, he wrote this beautiful thing, but that's like where it shows the Bigfoot crossing (laughs) the creek. Um, And that what you're talking about was the Klamath River. Um, which is very popular up there. And it goes all the way to the Oregon border down to Willow Creek. So he and some other um, crew members managed about half the campsites on the Klamath river in that area, in that Willow Creek area. Um, So the first story begins about halfway through their summer. And uh, he ended up spending a lot of his time at this particular campsite. It was um, built around, uh, a lake above the Klamath River and kind of in a more room, like remote-ish area, um, and so it's because like they people wanted to go up to the lake and it was a little right. bit more remote, mm-hmm. um, a little farther off the highway, and. Um, He and a couple other campground hosts uh, were working there, supervised the campers and campground activities. They kind of like took the fees, make sure everything was clean, Mm -hmm. make sure the trails were cleared, things like that. Um, And it also turned out that these hosts... uh, campground hosts a lot of the times they'll like live there. Oh right. Like say you've gone to a campsite and you've seen like a little R V yes. or a little setup and it's someone who kind of like yeah. manages that area. They don't work for the Forest Service. Right. But they're like the host of yeah, the campsite. Yeah. When I used to go up with my
2: dad, uh there was like because we used to go up to uh, Crystal Lake up all the time, yeah. Um, and he he would come in just on the weekends, mm-hmm. but there was like a whole, like a tiny, like a miniature RV park where it was like four RVs, which is like the people who managed it full yeah, time,
0: yeah, exactly. And so, um, turns out a lot of these hosts were local members of a Native American tribe in the area, oh, cool. um. And he said that he'll get back to that, but, um, <laughs> one of yeah, his, Jess, Jess is reading like <laughs> um, a first hand account and trying yeah. to like
2: turn it into like a third person <laughs> account. So that's why she's, <laughs> I'm trying to like take out the eyes
0: and put in he's cause <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so one of his jobs was to check these water tanks that supplied the water to the campgrounds. Okay. And, um, he didn't have to do it very often, and they're kind of way up in the mountains above the campsites, and there's like three locked gates, um, so the public can't really get in there, uh, and this one check, he took along one of those hosts. Okay. Um, pretty normal, just to help him get up there, because they didn't always go up, and they knew the roads, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when they got up there they noticed that a tree closest to the tank was missing a bunch of branches and the trunk was tore up and missing bark um and then as if like walking away from the base of the tree there was these like four to six like large tracks like imprinted Mm -hmm. in the mud uh and at first he thought it was a bear and cause he knows like bears claw up trees <laughs> right. and they do the trunks and everything. Right. Um, but these were not scratched. Like they didn't look, um, like they looked grabbed or like broken. Um, so they like, I guess stood around and it looked like the, uh, tree branches were broken down. Mm-hmm.
1: So like, like something, something on was them. going
0: up fast, oh. Oh, you know? Okay, okay. And so like, say, so you're looking at a tree and branches, like go straight out. Yeah. Right. So these branches were broken down towards the right like down a, towards the like ground wilted down. Yeah. Like something went up it very quickly. Mm. Um, and so him and his camp host came up with a theory um, that it was possibly a Bigfoot and mm. that it had heard them coming um, or had heard someone else coming before, like coming up the road to check the tanks uh-huh. and bounded up the tree and then through the trees oh my gosh um and uh like they didn't know if it had just happened it didn't know if it was like a time before and just like no one caught it right um because sometimes he said that he would just drive up and knock it out of the truck and they would just kind of look but they were out of the truck um he did have pictures of the tracks like he took Mm -hmm. pictures of this situation yeah and he can't find them anymore <sighs> yeah that's very mm-hmm. suspicious very suspicious um because he had uploaded them to a uh, hard drive and they're not on there anymore
2: mm-hmm. i don't like that mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. that's some like men in black stuff i know we'll talk about that mm-hmm.
0: so um the next story is one of his co-workers wait before we move on yes
2: i like the theory of the bigfoot climbing the tree and then moving through the tops of the trees yeah so that's where the tracks go there's no tracks because they move to the trees yeah which like i've never heard that before yeah. and i really like that because that also solves mm-hmm. a lot of problems
0: so this would have been again a campsite that's way off the highway they're at a water tank mm-hmm. that's even farther off, mm-hmm. and then they come across something It maybe hears them coming down the road, because they would have excellent hearing, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then it bounds up, <gasps> runs, leaves those footprints, bounds up into the tree, and goes through the trees. I love that. Yeah. I I think right? That's, I think I've never heard that before. But um, a lot
2: of animals do do that. They do. Bears do it. Squirrels. Um, Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the biggest squirrel it's a big squirrel huge squirrel no but i really like that theory that's really cool yeah okay next story co-worker his co-worker uh co-worker and campground host um who like i said is a tribal member uh completely believes in bookfoot and used to repeatedly explain to him about their significance in their culture um and he just talks for a second about not wanting to talk about Bigfoot in Native American culture because you wouldn't be able to do it justice, which, um, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we get Um, it. But one of the most interesting stories he told him uh, was how when um, he was younger and he was camping around that same lake that Mm -hmm. they were watching the campsite. Mm -hmm he would hike and swim and explore freely Um, and it's about two to three mile hike around the lake in a completely wooded area right um this is like a picture i'll put a picture up on uh, instagram so it's gorgeous it's just lake and there's like no trail around it's forest. yeah it's gorgeous gorgeous so um he often set up uh, a little day use area and like fall asleep after swimming uh would lose track of time It just sounds well, it sounds so like heaven. pastoral and just oh beautiful God. and so um and then he said that he fell asleep once or passed out or whatever and um he was wet and cold and i guess after swimming and it, it got chilled right um but then he felt a sensation of being warm and being carried oh my god and then he woke up and was found by his family at the front of the camp loop what the heck so he has no recollection of how he got from falling asleep being like cold and wet by the lake Uh to the camp loop
2: like so the camp loop is the is like where more people would be yes 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 so Mm-hmm. the w- whatever this was was like oh this probably thought like oh this thing is hurt I better get yeah, it to people yeah cause he was
0: wet and he was passed, he passed out, out so maybe he thought he had like he's like oh let me put yeah. this with the others and mm-hmm, maybe they can help mm-hmm. like, exactly oh my god and so um where was I here? Oh, so uh, he mentioned that this is common behavior for Bigfoots. And um, just like humans, there's good and bad ones. And some might help children and people that get lost in the forest. Uh-huh. And some would eat those people. Yes. Yeah. And so it's just known in those tribes that they're out there and that you might come across a good one. You might come across oh a my bad God. one. So just be careful. Yeah. Is That's that so interesting? cool. So cool um okay so this last one is from so the first one was his personal experience with his mm-hmm. um camp host okay and then that one where with the lake was the camp host okay is his firsthand experience oh, of okay, his okay. From when he was little okay so this one is um his co-worker who does the same job as him okay okay Um, So this is a more recent story. He heard it from his longtime friend who has lived and worked in the Sierra Nevadas for many years. And he is a firm believer, uh, but is very careful about disclosing his identity um, and discussing Bigfoot as he believes that there is a real and viable men in black. I mean, um, and if we, you're not careful, they will come to you and make you refute your accounts or threaten you. Could possibly use, lose your job um, or whatever. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, he put in bold letters in here. If you're listening, Men in Black, <laughs> please don't memory flashy thingy. Yes. <laughs> How do you know they haven't already? Exactly. So, where'd those pictures go? Right? But then I guess we probably wouldn't remember the pictures or even a thing. Well, you could mm-hmm. maybe remember
2: the pictures, but then they, the memory of them coming and deleting the pictures. True.
0: You don't remember that. Okay. So, he says, but anyway, um, he was telling me about this 1st encounter with the Bigfoots. Okay. This is a cool thing. Okay. It's called, I guess they call it infrasound. Yeah. And... A Bigfoot, it is said, has the ability to make this sound. Mm-hmm. And it's this guttural. Yes. Like have you ever heard a lion roar? Right. Yeah. Like full yeah. roar. And it like it like, it, like hits resonates you deep, in you. Right. And yeah. you're, like I am listening to it through television brain. and yeah. like, I'm going to die. I need to run. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's very similar apparently. Yeah. Like the caveman <laughs> brain and you it's yes. like, Oh mm-hmm. bad.
2: We need to get out of here.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And this sound will essentially cause you to go into your flight and fight or fright. Wait, what is it? Fight, fight or, or flight. flight reflex and kind of just like make your brain just stop right yeah just like either like, you're gonna yeah or, yeah yes and now push pause this is me pushing into this story if you've no. ever i think I said push pause oh not literally like wait <laughs> on this story <laughs> um if you've ever heard the story of the detlov pass in russia yes and i the, love that the story. scientific group that was going through and then um something's happened like 12, in the, 8 to 12 of them and yeah. their bodies were found in different areas in different states um, of undress. Yes. States some, of undress.
2: Them, some of them were, were like hurt. hurt. Some like of them were perfectly fine, hurt. but like not externally.
0: Yeah. Like these weird things, but the tent was um, ripped, ripped from, open from the yeah, inside. inside and,
2: and some of them so didn't have even have shoes on. Yes. Some of them are fully dressed. Yes. Some of them had other people's clothes mm-hmm.
0: on three prominent theories here. Aliens russian military Mm -hmm. bigfoot Mm. yeti bigfooty yeti whatever but it one of the theories is that they either saw and or heard the bigfoot especially the sound which caused them to go into their de-evolved brain Uh which does cause people to undress really yes I didn't know that and so these these people the Detlov passed the Russian scientific group uh-huh, uh-huh. a lot of them were in states of undress right. or wearing others clothes yeah and so one of the theories is that they heard this and that they just tried to rip out of it of the just get the out and get out and get out and that's why you see their bodies in different places yeah they like um, they just scattered yeah exactly so let me tell you this story Okay. Okay. I have to find it again. (laughs) Okay. 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 So he was on a hunting trip, um, and they didn't get anything. Um, and on the hike out, he was feeling uneasy the whole walk. And if you're a hiker, you know that if you like you can feel you're being watched by Mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. um and so they thought maybe it was a mountain lion because Uh, they will stalk yeah like humans especially out like back in the forest where they were in the Sierra Nevadas Uh. um but he said he was just staying back from the group and their truck was in sight he began hearing this like loud roar from behind him Mm. um and then he says that at this point he has little recollection but remembers being like frozen in fear and then said he even started taking off his shoes he just like started taking off his shoes and he oh was assuming there's like possible like submission you know oh, okay um and he knows this even though he doesn't like really remember because his friends who got back to the truck saw him like taking off his shoes and they were like what are you doing and they were like calling to him like what are you doing And they had to physically go back and grab him and pull him like back to the truck oh my god um but after the fact he like knew what it was and knew exactly what happened to him and went on to tell um that it's one of the things that bigfoot uses is like the sound yeah. and whether the sound is used to like scare you away yeah or to lure you it's yeah i sure to like
2: just put you in a state of shock so we can come yes yes and yes, get yes. You.
0: now this particular person has an interesting theory okay um but he said that after he was told this story um the friend also was like and you know like the military is trying <clears throat> to like tap into this tap into that sound that like big cats use like lions and tigers and that Bigfoot uses as a weapon. (gasps) See, maybe that diet love pass thing is like a combination.
2: Maybe it was like Mm. they use the Bigfoot sound. Yeah.
0: Um, That is so scary. Did the other people, does he he say if the other people heard it too? he has told me the story before before he wrote it down and he said that uh, they like kind of could hear but he A was further bit, back. But he was staying back because he wanted to see what might have been following him or at least let the other people get to the car first. Okay. Um, but so, they were in the truck. When he heard it. When he heard oh, it. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't until like they got out and they like ran and grabbed him. That gives me Because like, he was acting so weird. It like gives me like goosebumps. Yeah, like it yeah. makes my spine tingle. Mm-hmm. So... My close personal Forrester acquaintance um, <laughs> <laughs> explained that one takeaway he always has when speaking with this particular friend and others of these stories is that, um, am just going to read it. Okay. Yeah. Just read so what he says. I'm just going to read this last little bit in his words. Um, so one takeaway I always had have, um, speaking with him and others is that these stories always come up without trying to prove Bigfoots are real. It's just like firsthand accounts being shared between trusting friends, between believers and non-believers. It's like, I don't know, I can't explain the tree or the tracks and yeah, maybe someone put them there or these like stories, but it's never anyone trying to convince me. It's just people saying this is what happened." happened. Um, so, and like for the example with the water tanks, it's like, I didn't make it up that it wasn't there, but it was like too big to be something else, right? You know? um, and it's like, what would he have to gain by telling me this personal story right? by being scared to death by this like infrasound? And he said, LOL. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. And, uh, and it's funny that Go ahead. Well, so just to end his little, um, his write up here. So he says, so I just want to end with a quote. You're not actually afraid of being alone in the forest. You're afraid of, you are not alone in the forest. Yeah. Mm. For sure. Mm. That's like Mm. why
2: your fear of deep water yeah makes sense because it's not the water you're afraid no. of it's, it's what's, what's in, in the, the water. water yeah exactly i like that all of those accounts are so different yeah they're all totally they're different. All totally different and it's mm-hmm. like not just oh i saw this thing and, mm-hmm. and that's it but yep. it's like the sound and yeah. the one him being held by a bigfoot like that's mm-hmm. that one's that's weird yeah that's thing it was a protector one and not an eater one. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky he got a good one. I mean, and how smart, you know? Like, yeah. it was like, yeah, I'm going to, this thing looks hurt and I'm going to take it back to its people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Instead of like, I'm going to eat it for lunch.
0: <laughs> Which you could have easily, <laughs> very easily. So, I mean, it's, it's, when you hear those stories. Yeah. And like, it's like, those are all people who live and work in the forest, yeah. especially here in the California, the Sierra yeah. Nevada. So yeah. all of that is in that one kind of like radius area. Yeah, and it's all contained um, and
1: it's all,
2: I mean, the the physical descriptions are similar mm-hmm. even if the encounters are different. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what makes it so interesting.
0: Yeah, and um, his description of the footprints that he personally saw and took photos of, they looked more bipedal like human right. footprint it wasn't like a, a it wasn't a bear right he, he knows, was like i know what a bear footprint looks like what and that is not looks a bear like. footprint yeah it was like a huge giant it was just a huge foot
2: foot yeah and, which is like the description yeah and, and now, i've
0: seen the picture he showed me the picture um and i have like a vague recollection of like being like oh yeah damn, like that's a that's a oh, book man, <laughs> I wish those pictures are still around. That's so crazy. Yeah, they're gone. And he looked. He like... That's he some looked. men in black
2: shit right there. <laughs> and I fully believe in the men in black, okay? If we're going to get like... And if you're listening, uh, Bigfoot's are real men in black. It's okay. We know. Yeah, we already know. You don't have to come tell us.
0: Don't memory flash. We should talk me. about the men
2: in black because I think we it's should. so interesting. We really should. It's scary, but I like it a lot and I think it's really fun. And yeah, I think... Ooh, i'm scared now so if we want to get like real conspiracy theory about it like we can deep dive (laughs) we're gonna take this podcast in a whole new direction and then we
0: never have an episode again (laughs) i know (laughs) it's like i don't know they disappeared that's
1: really
2: cool i, I love cool. those stories that's, yes
0: and if you have your own yeah or any other kind of like first or second hand bigfoot yeti sasquatchian cryptid any kind of cryptid yeah, um let you us know, know. We, we
2: had this post on um our instagram that showed a bunch of different types of cryptids and we had a few people comment about their experiences, experiences with different kinds of cryptids um I really enjoy these episodes. I think they're really like light and fun and Mm -hmm. like, they're just fun to like, just dive a little into like this fun little world, whether you believe or not. So we will definitely be going through those comments and covering the ones people were um, speaking about because they're very interesting. Even if we Mm -hmm. do like maybe a couple in one episode, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. But yeah, let us know about your experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do you? Do you believe in the men in black? Do you? Oh, I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should talk about them for sure. Ugh. But yeah, that was really fun. It was. Yeah, those that was good
0: stories. <laughs> those were really good stories. He was going to come on and do it himself, but he was shy. He's shy. And I think a little apprehensive about I mean, using I don't blame his own him. voice to tell the stories.
2: We could have got one of those like voice this, changers this is my uh, <laughs> experience with <laughs> uh, like on dateline or something oh i know that's uh, funny <laughs> but yeah so that was really fun so thanks yeah. for those stories um mm-hmm. i'd be interested to to uh hear more especially from the the guides that would yeah. be really cool uh-huh. uh but yeah so that's it, that's it. So i hope you guys enjoyed this let us know what kind of cryptid you want us to cover next or tell us your experiences Mm -hmm. um you can follow us on all this on instagram at sit for a spell pod you can follow us personally i'm at uh quit playing james with my
0: heart i'm at uh just a bunch of hocus pocus and um yeah we'll see you see you later bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell Please rate, review, and subscribe
2: wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a
0: spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, Blessed, blessed Be.